hurt. I'm a record. <laughs> Sorry. Hurts. Did that hurt your ears, listeners? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I know. It's kind of startling. Yeah. Very jarring. Just like an old video game like that would be with those sound bites. Yeah. I'm a record. Boom, 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 boom. I'm a fix-it Felix. Fix-it Felix Jr. Okay, so that's going to be my first critique of this movie. Oh, <laughs> we're, well, we're not there yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. There wasn't but enough fix-it in it. We got to... <laughs> okay, I mean, that's a that's a review. I think that that counts as a review, not spoiler, saying there's not enough fix-it. Good, I hope so, because that's, that's how I felt. There just wasn't enough fix-it in yeah. this. It's a sequel. <laughs> a sequel of what? Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. What? Yeah. We... So this is our, like, post-Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. And we hope that you really enjoyed hearing our one-year anniversary uh, talk. Yeah, it was uh, brutal to edit. I'm sorry about the audio issues. I don't want to point them out because... You really shouldn't. I, I'm not going to, like, specifically mm-hmm. because I feel like once you say it, you hear it more. Yeah. But I'm sorry if, if you... If you noticed any audio malfunctions. <laughs> Either then or now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, we're not professionals, although we like to claim to be. No, we don't. <laughs> but we're professionals in training, and this is part of the process. <laughs> And we're here to grow and learn. This is all technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're blessed enough just to have the tools. And we're just trying to learn the tools. Those are These are the first, or this is the first movie we've done in a while. What? Oh, we've have we been, been focused on non-movies well, for a little bit? Well, we took a break. Oh, we did? Yeah. Then last week we didn't do a movie. And I had a point. But <laughs> <laughs> it's our first movie in a while? Yeah. Because we were stuck in a rut is what we talked about <laughs> in the one year. Well, we keep trying to do Harry Potter, which, by the way, I hope everybody's really enjoyed our Harry Potter episodes. I They're think so. fun to record. Those, those are the best. Yeah. Uh, but we do need to do Prisoner of Azkaban, and we're still just waiting for Zeleny's eyes to catch up in her book. I'm almost there. I'm, you had I'm, all this Thanksgiving break, and you I, couldn't spend... You can I've catch been up at playing all? Switch. It's oh, Pokemon. someone's addicted. Oh, you're addicted. Cameron's addicted to Fortnite. So I'm loving Fortnite. That's <laughs> my game of choice currently. Oh my god, I've been all up in Pokemon. Let's go, do, Eevee. Do, do, do. <laughs> it's so good. Do, 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 Which do, we do. we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were only just a novice then. Now you're. I'm almost. You're there. definitely an intermediate. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> getting got, there. You I'm, got more than half badges. <laughs> Even though they may have been achieved, they may have been uh, uh, gained and obtained out of order. I'm not out of order, just delayed because I'm I'm being thorough. Is that what you call it? <laughs> well, anyway, so it's our first movie in a while. We mm-hmm. thought we were gonna do Wreck It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet together, but I feel like I don't know. We talk so much, and there's a lot to, or there's enough to unpack in Ralph Breaks the Internet. I think there definitely is. And I'm excited to jump into it with you. I mean, maybe we'll do a retroactive type episode at some point down the line where we cover Wreck-It Ralph. I love Wreck-It Ralph and I want that to be on the record because (laughs) I love it. I, it was honestly, so we talk a lot about my alien days on this (laughs) podcast and Wreck-It Ralph, when I finally watched it, that was one of the most important movies for me to watch to help me break out of my, to break out of my silence of viewing 
and experiencing pop culture. When I finally had watched, I watched Wreck-It Ralph way late after it had already been released in 2012. I probably watched it in either 2014 or 15. I think what spurred it for me was Frozen, which I've also mentioned being one of those icebreaker things for me. Wow, no pun. Oh, no pun. <laughs> but when I watched Wreck-It Ralph, it gave me a whole lot of like faith and confidence and made me think, wow, what else have I missed? I Turns out I... not much. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow. I watched it in like 2016 or something. I watched oh, really? it late also. Yeah. Oh. A lot of my friends, like my gaming friends liked it a lot and they would always recommend it to me, but I never got around to it. And then I watched it and I liked it a lot. I don't like the Vanellope character at all. I, I like Sarah Silverman. It's not about that. I just don't like that voice. It's like too much for me. No, I, I completely agree. Very squealy. Yeah, way too, way too like kid over the top. I mean, I'm fine with Sarah Silverman. Natural voice? Natural voice, yeah. It should have been her natural voice. You think yeah. she's so she you think that she was she's trying a little too much for, Well, I don't think I mean it's the directors, I don't know right? If it, they yeah, want Yeah, I don't oh. I don't put it on her. I put it on whoever designed the character, I guess, mm. or wrote it. Because John, well, John C. Riley, he plays more of an adult character anyway, but still he gets to use his natural voice. More. Right, exactly. It's just to me it's too much. Like I it made her not likable when she was supposed to be like the character, especially in the first one that you feel bad for and like mm -hmm. you root for. Mm -hmm. But I, I was kind of conflicted because she was kind of annoying. <laughs> and I was like, she's annoying. I don't want her to succeed. But she's like the one where we want to succeed as well as Ralph. It's a little harsh. <laughs> and it kind of sounds like sawing. Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> I I mean <laughs> maybe that's a little grim. But yeah. It is a jarring type voice. It's very it's a little screeching to me. Yeah, it is. And it is tough. Uh but it, I don't know. I think it's a strong contrast to John C. Riley's voice as the other character. So I'm able to like why listen couldn't through she it. had a voice like Boo? Was John C. Riley Solly? No. Oh, okay. Cuz they sound like That's John Goodman. <laughs> Oh, it's close. <laughs> no, not really, but <laughs> Well, whatever. They have I feel like they have similar yeah. voices for these similar kind of characters. But Boo is a good contrast to that. I'm talking about Monsters Inc. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm talking about Monsters Inc. If Are you? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Uh Sully and Boo. And Boo is a good contrast. Maybe they should have had like an actual kid if they wanted a kid voice. Yeah. And have a kid use their natural voice. Definitely. I agree. Like Boo. I think Boo is a kid. But I'm glad to see Sarah Silverman getting some work. No, I, I like her a lot. So it's hard. It's hard for me. It's, you know. But rarely do they ever have kids actually playing kid voices. No, they do. Like Moana and like Moana and, you know, mainly Moana. <laughs> and that's recent. Yeah, exactly. And she, she, she came back. Is actually in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The pr and this isn't a spoiler. So because it was in the trailer. Yeah, we should do the intro. So. <laughs> oh, let's do intro, intro time for the intro. If you don't know, we're Hikey Book Club. If you don't know. <laughs> a podcast where we discuss TV and movies. Mm -hmm. book club style it's really for us yeah it's for us by us <laughs> this week we're covering ralph breaks the internet with some wreck it ralph commentary just because i'm a wreck it we haven't done wreck it ralph here we haven't yeah i'm cameron i'm zeleni and it's exciting to be back yeah 
with you here on I Hate Key Book Club. Yeah, we had a lot of thoughts on Ralph Breaks the Internet. As if you're a longtime listener, you probably know that we've been sort of talking about it for a while because mm-hmm. it's kind of a funny concept, like cringy funny sometimes. We weren't sure, you know, because it's so similar in concept to the Emoji Movie, which we have covered on I Key Book Club. We definitely have. And go check it out if you, you want to go it. check it out. Check out our podcast episode, not the movie. Yeah, it is on Netflix, I think. <laughs> yeah, if you want to. That's our final take on that. Uh, I, I, I was saying before we went to go see the movie that this is going to be the emoji movie we deserve. Right, you did say that at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know, was it? Yeah, I think Disney does it well. I think it's hard to portray the internet accurately without showing the inappropriate parts. To me, it's like you can't do it kid friendly fully. You know, but they I mean, did it's a really great point. They did a good job. They did. And we're going to go into that. Yeah. In the uh, later half. Yeah. So normally we do right now we're in the review section when, where we're not doing spoilers. We're more just reviewing our general thoughts or anything that we know already from trailers or whatever. Exactly. We don't want to um, ruin it for ruin it yeah. for anybody who hasn't gone out to see the movie yet. Yeah. Do you recommend it? I think if you really like the first one, yeah, it's fun to see the characters again. And they did do a good job of portraying the internet, I think, in a kid-friendly way. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's it's never going to be fully accurate mm-hmm. if it's a PG movie, you know? Yeah. Because the internet is so... And they do reference, like, a few the few bad things of the internet that can be relayed in a kid-friendly way. But shh, shh. shh. What? I'm not going to say more, like how, but I'm just saying they don't completely ignore anything bad about the internet, but there's very limited things they can show. Right. (laughs) Because the internet is a dark place. It's true. And it's kind of interesting how they utilize certain trends in the internet to uh, utilize as a a plot point for the actual movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Disney. They're they're trustworthy to like not go the emoji movie route fully. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead on a limb here and say that the movie was safe. And I'm gonna say that it was like safe compared, especially to something like Wreck It Ralph, where I felt like they were really kind of expanding the envelope and like going a little further. But and it's hard. It's still how- within obviously their Disney formula. Yeah. But. It well, didn't. It didn't break the mold the as much internet. as yeah, <laughs> as much as Wreck-It Ralph did. Well, yeah, but how can a sequel break a mold if it's like? I mean, I'm sure there's ways, but we've already seen the first one, so it's yeah. like it's not gonna bring about something new because it's a sequel. Right. Yeah. Like it, it brings about a new world, so at least they I guess expand. It does. It's it's kind of overwhelming in like how they show the world. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of brand integration, which we'll talk about, I guess in the spoiler part, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It, it, to me, it was pretty like an overwhelming world. It was, it was for me as well. Which makes sense for the internet. I think the internet is in itself overwhelming. I think that I guess we're fortunate enough as a society, if you want to put it that way, I don't know if it's fortunate, but that we have these certain handful of, big, big, big internet companies that have been able to, in a way, channel and filter out some of the excess bad stuff to to make it more narrow of what we need the internet for. But that doesn't mean that the rest of the internet doesn't exist and isn't out there. And it's very much out there. And it, well, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Like, for example, Black Friday just happened, mm-hmm. you know, and cyber, we're somewhere in between Black Friday and Cyber Monday right now. 
and I'm just too, <laughs> I'm in general, I got like billions of emails, right? Because all the emails I get are from all these stores where I shop a lot. And I was just overwhelmed that I didn't even want to shop. You know, I was too, it was too much. It turned you off? Yeah, because I was like, I don't know where to look, where to go. I don't have that much money right now. I'm, I'm trying to, you know. Right. It's like, I didn't know where to look. So I was very much like put off. I ended up, I did buy a couple things, but you know, I, I wanted to do more Black Friday stuff, but I was just too overwhelmed. That's interesting. I don't even do in too an, much Black Friday stuff Even in myself. an online sense, I mm-hmm. was overwhelmed. Wow. So I, 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 that was just something relevant that happened to me, just showing the internet being yeah. overwhelming as well. <laughs> yeah. God, no kidding. I mean, they there's only yeah okay I'll go I'll wait for that for the spoilers part okay because they didn't incorporate email all that much in uh, this movie mm. but um do you have any they kind didn't. of raw numbers or figures for us to um, explore no everything right now is kind of projected that makes sense it because has, it still is out yeah going through its opening weekend sales yeah it was released on November twenty first that Wednesday right before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. um so we're only about four or five ish days into its release actually mm-hmm. um. Hmm. Yeah, it has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's relatively, I think that's still, that counts as fresh. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what <laughs> the threshold is, but it, it generally positive reviews, which I'm kind of surprised by just because I feel like critics are usually so, you know, mean to child friendly movies or family. I should, that's what they're called. They, they've been kind of nice to it. I'm, I'm surprised. I think it's because, like, I think it, it keeps, like, a. It focuses on the character's story more. It does. And it, or it keeps its focus. It does. Instead of getting lost in just jokes and... Right. Internet. Right. Because it's really easy to do that if you're a writer. Just like try to make no- jokes about the internet yeah, nonstop. Which is the, but Im- the They use movie. those jokes to serve the development of these characters and their relationships. Mm-hmm. And if I remember one of the reviews I was reading is that it, it does focus more on fleshing out the relationships of the characters yeah. more. And That's I mean, what I said. really, right. And we really hold it down with just the main two. Like it doesn't expand out too much, I don't think. Yeah. Well, but that comes your complaint of right. not enough Felix. Exactly. In this. Can I incorporate that here? Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, when I watched this movie, it just didn't have, I mean, Fix It Felix was irrelevant. I don't think he actually served well, you, any purpose. <laughs> well, that's enough <laughs> for <Okay>. this section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, well, I love him and I love the actor that voices him too. Oh, who is it? Uh, I don't remember his name. Oh. <laughs> he's in 30 Rock. Oh. Uh, he's like the uh, Rockefeller Center tour guide oh, okay. in 30 Rock. And so he's a he's a funny, quirky, supporting like character. His, I do like his voice. Yeah. I prefer it a lot more than... And his Robbie. lovely lady. Jane Lynch. I don't know her character's name. I know it's Jane Lynch. Because <laughs> she looks like her too, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll use this opportunity to explore them from Wreck-It Ralph. Because in Wreck-It Ralph, we get so, to... So, wait. So this is spoilers for Wreck-It Ralph. This is spoilers for Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> but it's also like fun how they play up that relationship in them. Because uh, it's the only romantic interest that we're introduced in Wreck-It Ralph. Mm-hmm. And it's more of the sub-characters rather than the main characters. Which uh, I think this is an important thing to focus on with a Disney movie in general that there's no that the main characters are not involved in any kind of romantic uh subplot at all or main plot plot lines yeah that's true you know it's uh, that that's that is how wreck it ralph 
when it was released in 2012 helped sort of break a mold a little bit. That's true. And that still stays the same, I think, for mm-hmm. this this movie as well. So the guy that voiced Turbo in the first voiced the Knows More search bar really? character. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, cool how they, like, in. kept him in. Yeah, because the, that's the thing. They, they wanted to keep him, I think, because he's a good voice actor, but... Now, He's Correct dead. me if I'm wrong, but I or, think that I, <laughs> I think that I read that right. Turbo's gone. Yeah, I mean, Turbo, <laughs> not the actor. <laughs> but I think that I read that this was a unique Disney film, also, and that the same team stayed on yeah, from the first one to the second. It's very much the same director writers. I think it had a female writer, which I did notice in the credits when I was watching it, and it was an important part in the research because she she came up with the princess scene. The, all of the princess integration and all that. And I was like, that makes sense because that, that's an important moment. And I think that was like a very successful teaser also mm. uh, leading up to this movie. Like I remember on Twitter, it was a huge mm. deal mm-hmm. when the teaser came out of like the picture of all of the princesses sitting together. And I don't know. It's just like a good idea showing like, oh, a woman's perspective brought about this cool mm-hmm nostalgic moment that's really good Mm -hmm. and that's also this nod which falls into this trend that we're following right now in 2018 of how you know it's becoming very self-aware the company is and they're reflecting that in their media products like this movie this movie has so many references you can't even Mm -hmm. you can't no no count the count falls off the list it's it's insane well wreck it ralph is great and i love the movie fix it felix is ralph's protagonist i guess because technically ralph is like an antagonist in the video game arcade game and and then felix is the protagonist and so ralph is breaking everything in this town and then fix it felix has to fix everything and so you play that character and you're trying to beat ralph and so the whole movie explores that dynamic relationship of how he doesn't want to be the bad guy anymore how ralph wants to be good he wants to show that he is good and capable so that is what propels us throughout the whole first movie and and critical to his discovery of that is his relationship with penelope vanelope like shoot like vanilla because they're sugar Uh, get it i guess now i get it now you get it oh gosh (laughs) so vanelope von (laughs) sweets yeah something like that uh they form a very important bond throughout the whole first movie and i'm not going to go much more into it yeah. go <laughs> watch the movie because it's fantastic and wonderful and great but i guess it's important to just note that we are the the setting of this entire world is in an arcade lit pack or lit wax something lit-wack. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like and so that was also something adorable about the movie is that it starts it started and ended on that same wide establishing shot long shot of the arcade and you go in and you go through the layers and there's this power strip and the power strip is like grand central station in new york and so all of the plugs plug into all the different games and it's like all the different trains that take you to wherever you got to go so that is just important for setting up the world and in this movie they plug in wi-fi and there's a funny bit of them trying to pronounce it and that's spoilers i know (laughs) i'm sorry and yeah, and that's, uh, I guess, what we're going to talk about uh, moving forward. How this movie played out, our thoughts about the certain scenes, and a final uh, recommendation. Do you recommend it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, yes. I mean, I recommend it. I would recommend it for a couple of reasons. I mean, it's just a solid flick. If you're looking to go see something with your family if for the holidays. You, if you like animation. Oh, if my you like mom, animation, if you my like mom Disney. was very mad at me for wanting to go see a kids movie. Oh, it's true. Because so we saw this movie with my mom and my brother back in where I'm from. <laughs> and right. Where you're from. <laughs> my hometown. Sure. Um, <laughs> Non-disclosed. <laughs> so I want to go to the movies. To s- we want to go see it and... I told my mom she wanted to go because she's always all the time begging me to go to the movies with her to see any movie. She's always like, any movie, I don't care. Oh, and so suddenly she cared? Yes, of course. Girl. Lo and behold, she was wow. like, what? Why? I want to go see Creed. Huh. I want to see Creed too. Parents, am I right? <laughs> she's a mom and she's had too many years of kid movies, I guess. Also, when you had first mentioned this to me, it made me think about... What is important is that I don't think that she was part of the generation where Disney had the kind of effect that it had on us. And I feel like we're going to be more of that generation that is happy to go back and back because of the how Disney affected us as children. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Like the 90s were a big deal. Mm -hmm. But I mean, honestly, I think that's the only reason I would go see this. Like I went out of my way to go see Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, I think she she actually has a really strong connection with Pixar, which I Mm -hmm. think I don't understand why she can't transfer that to Disney. She only likes like very certain ones. It's weird. Hmm. Like she loves she was obsessed with Toy Story Mm. when it came out. And her dad was like my grandpa mm. also because they saw it as a very like adult concept type movie. But Strange. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. And she loves Tangled. <laughs> like all the odd ones. I know. And, well, not Toy Story. Toy Story's not odd. It was a big deal. Yeah. So I, I think she's just she was just over it. Well, we can also take this as an opportunity to mention the distinction between a Pixar Disney animation and a Walt Disney Animation Studios. Do you think I feel animation. like people know by now? Just to be safe. Oh my god. I don't know that everybody Basically, is Basically Disney owns clear. everything in the world. I mean, yes, that's a basic way <laughs> to say it. Yes. Um <laughs> I mean, Pixar was not even originally a Disney uh, no, no, asset, no. right? But then not. eventually got acquired. And but and I'm trying to remember when the Walt Disney Animation Studios began specifically. Was it a long time ago? Was it Snow the, White? Okay, right? is that the animation? Okay, I think or Steamboat Willie and all that. I shit. guess that would make yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why they're opening. Yeah, is Steamboat Willie. Mm-hmm. So, which if you didn't know, Steamboat Willie is the first time we see Mickey Mouse. Um, so, so the animation studios are the Disney's in-house animation studio, whereas Pixar is a separate entity. Yeah. Like, um, like Star Wars is separate and exactly. uh, Marvel is separate. Right. It, There's these branches owned. under Disney. Yeah. So, um, I just think it's important because the, the flavor I feel like, and a little bit of the animation is going to vary slightly from what you would see in a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. i think people know by now okay. sort of the distinction pixar movies i feel like are very known so it feels like any disney movie that's not pixar you know is like the other one mm-hmm. <laughs> i <Okay>. don't know <laughs> like i feel like people know the pixar ones but i guess a lot of people confuse frozen as a pixar i don't know right exactly yeah so that, it, it's easy to confuse when they went 3d when mm-hmm. disney went 3d because they look 
similar. They do. It's the same kind of animation. Exactly. And they have the same templates, if you will. But yeah, this is Disney, not Pixar. Even though there are some Pixar references, there's Marvel references, there's Star Wars references. They have like, a whole Disney section. Well, of course. Of the internet. Yeah. And that's kind of where the princess's trailer comes in. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you like references, then you yeah. would love this movie. Right. <laughs> um, and I think it's a good movie to go see to get a glimpse of kind of where we are in 2018. And I think how a big media company is looking at their own production of their own media. Yeah. It's kind of meta and paradoxical in many ways. Yeah. I guess we'll get into that. Exactly. Which (laughs) gives us mixed feelings, I think. Yeah. (laughs) To say the least. And so with that, uh, we would be happy to speak to you on the other side in part two of this episode of Ralph Breaks the Internet of Heike Book Club. Have we already talked a lot of those points out? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I, I have kind of uh, some points. Some points I should have mentioned in the other part, but okay. <laughs> so That's okay. You'll have to tie I them think, in. I think just starting off, it's weird to me a little bit that the title of the movie comes from like an inappropriate moment what? in our internet history. I actually didn't know inappropriate about for kids. Oh, it's a reference to Kim Kardashian. Is it really? Yeah, of course. She broke the internet to like that. That term really came around when or became popular when she did a paper magazine shoot where she was like naked on the cover. Oh, I remember. Remember it with her butt. And then there's like the champagne one with. Yeah. So to me, it's a little weird that it comes from that. Maybe because I'm too old and kids wouldn't know about that, I guess. But Hmm. (laughs) I don't remember what year it was. Sure. A few years ago. But I think to me, that's when that phrase really became like a thing to say. I never I I didn't really hear it too much. So it didn't break the Internet. Right. It It should have been. Mm. I think it should have been Ralph wrecks the Internet. I mean, that would make (laughs) too much sense because it's taking that phrase. It's still like a slight reference to that phrase from the breaks the internet moment but it's like actually putting it to make sense with ralph exactly instead of being such a direct reference to something that's not so family friendly to me that it's a reference to that i don't know if i'm the only one that thinks that i'm a break it (laughs) it's not that it's i'm a record (laughs) well so i just want also to disclaimer that you should not be listening if you have not even seen wreck it ralph that's right. That because we're we're not going to really be able to talk about Ralph breaks the internet without bringing well, up some points already, about Wreck It Ralph. You so. already spoiled Ra- Wreck It Ralph in the first part. I didn't completely yes, spoil it. Yes, you did. It. You said the whole well, whatever. No, I didn't. I said the synopsis. We, we warmed of- it. Where <laughs> we we warned we warned. Anyway, it's also the first Disney sequel since Fantasia two thousand. Disney has only done like or theatrical. So I didn't I hadn't really paid attention to this, but Disney doesn't really do sequels. So that's something I've known for a while. <laughs> but okay. but it's so interesting you didn't <laughs> per se notice it, but it's true. They're yeah. very much uh they, well they've always been sensitive about it. And that goes back also from Rescuers. Toy Story or okay. No, not Toy Story. Toy well, Story has plenty. Just in regards to animation sequels, but well, yeah, but Pixar, I think that's why, because Pixar does them all the time. I think, you know, I associated with that. I, I figured Disney was doing the same, but mm. 
No, they've only done like four ever just because the first one really bombed. <laughs> they never wanted to do it again and everything's been straight to video. Uh, what was the so first th- one? I think it was like the Rescuers Down Under or whatever. Mm. Or Rescuers. One of those. Well, now they have the like m- marketing push to be able to. Exactly. And it, it's like, yeah. It's, bring it forefront. It's different. I mean, we obviously have Frozen 2 coming soon. I right. mean, it's they, they, they're doing it now, but I think they were really scared for a long time. Right. Because, I don't know. There's been a lot of straight to video. Like all the, there's like Mulan 2 and mm-hmm. Lion King 2, mm-hmm. two and a half, one and a half, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. So those are, those have all been straight to video. I, it makes sense. I just remember from reading that the decision to produce a Toy Story two was a huge thing mm. uh, in conversation about the fact that Toy Story is so such a it's such a gem that it's a lot of risk to mm-hmm. try to produce a sequel with the same cast and everything, yeah. uh, and they they that the only way they would decide to do it is if they could all everybody producing it could agree that the story was at least as good as the first mm-hmm. one and so it's important that they know that everything comes back to to story at the end yeah which is what disney helps disney really stand apart is that clearly they dedicate right and they dedicate all they dedicate so much resources to a story department which it just in general is lacking i think in hollywood and, and so we got a sequel for Wreck-It Ralph, which only took six years. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that Wreck-It Ralph is the first one, too. You know, mm-hmm. that's also why I didn't expect to see this, that it's one of the few Disney sequels. I don't know. I, I would expect something like Tangled or Moana or, you know, I mean, we were getting frozen at some point. Sure. Right? Well, I mean, what's I mean, but Wreck-It Ralph is the oldest out of all the ones really? you mentioned. Yeah. But Frozen was 2013. There's not. Wreck-It Ralph what, was 2012. What's before Wreck-It Ralph? Tangled. Tangled. That that, I said what? I said Tangled. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't had Tangled 2. <laughs> it was pretty popular. Was it? Yeah. Well, we kind of got <laughs> Tangled 2 with Brave. No, absolutely not. That's <laughs> Pixar. I know, but it's kind of like a Tangled. They really threw some shade at Brave in this movie. Oh, did they? Yeah, because I remember... I don't remember quite what the drama was. There was a lot of drama with the making of Brave. Oh. And that's why it ended up not great. Uh, I didn't know that, actually. And, yeah, a lot of drama. Like, workers' rights or maybe sexism or something. Hmm. And Brave is the one with the bear, right? Yes. Right. It's pretty sad. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was weird. They, they were really shady because they didn't understand her, but because she... Then they were like, because she's from a different studio. <gasps> yeah i missed that line oh, oh yeah shady as hell holy wow yeah that's funny can i take this opportunity to just mention what we saw at the beginning before the movie started oh yeah i thought that was a movie at first for a while the producers well not for a while like at oh, first yeah. i thought it was the movie starting and i was like wow they did budget cuts on the animation <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know if it was like a short or not because we have the toy story 4 introduction oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um Ugh. but so i wanted to just mention the producers part uh where they had the uh director and a couple of the producers on screen at the same time and it was like they were doing a facetime call oh yeah yeah, yeah. on screen so they were split it was where very white old guy i didn't it was that. <laughs> it was it felt like 
very cliche. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm kind of surprised I didn't hear any like gasps or anything not even, like that in the theater. Not even a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. Mm. And so it was very cliche, very <laughs> like what we would expect from the producers. But but that's all good and fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's who made it. And they just basically they did this. And so it was sort of setting up the tone of the movie to come because of the technology aspect of it and how they had like the reconnecting look like they kept kind of lagging out during the call. And then it steps out to show them in the studio uh, making oh, yeah, yeah, making yeah. this video. And we see some of the equipment in the background of the studio. Yeah. And so uh, this was like a little promo thing before the movie. It if, was. If you caught it this weekend or i don't know if it's in every right. screening or what but and so they thanked everybody in the audience directly by looking at them in the camera mm-hmm. to say thank you so much uh to you the audience for coming out to watch this movie and we hope that you enjoy it and it just goes back to what we keep think uh, keep talking about and i feel like this really was the nail in the coffin to show mm-hmm. that this is the era of transparency um, at least an attempt at it, right? Yeah, like I mean, a, clearly a this trend. was a very produced version yeah, of, of that because it's the trend. That's what they decided to do. Mm-hmm. And something like this is really easy to do after the fact of everything being made and you can yeah. just produce a short little thing towards the end to mm-hmm. uh, start out the movie. And so it was an interesting kickoff. And yes, uh, it just speaks to where we're at right now. I mean, I have never seen a movie where I go out in the theaters and the producers direct me, look me in the eye and say, thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I we like kind of got something like that with Coco. Yeah. And I feel like maybe the Jungle Book did something like that mm-hmm. or something. I remember seeing the director of Jungle Book. That's why I was telling you. Cause, so we just watched the teaser for The Lion King, mm-hmm. uh, the new live action remake. Um, it said from the director of Jungle Book and the Jungle Book director is this guy that was on Friends for like around season three or four. He was Pete. He was Pete. If you, if you've seen Friends. (laughs) Pete from Friends. Uh, (laughs) Deep cut. Yeah, it is. Uh, he was the rich guy that Monica dated. Oh. Just saying. Wow. Look at him. He's gone on to be a director from TV acting to directing Hollywood. The biggest Disney yeah. live action remakes. That's why it's so weird to me. Budgets. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird to me seeing him like that. I don't know. It's weird. I've just seen Friends too much, too many times. <laughs> I'm used to him being this goofy rich guy. Just a goofy rich guy. Yeah. Well, so we start well, back out at the Grand Central Station. Yes, and it it's very much I feel like a commentary or it's it's a parallel I think to like work life and getting in sort of a routine that's yeah. you know yeah boring, I hear that right you know very like nine to five. Very Monsters, Inc. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just kind of like doing their job and then not doing anything after work meaningful. Going to tappers. Yeah. And, and that's it. And Vanellope's feeling more like once more with her life. Oh. And Ralph is like, no, I'm fine here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he... So that was like his... That was his goal in the first movie. And now right. he's like, um, I'm cool. I'm yeah, good. it's weird. <laughs> and now Vanellope's feeling the jadedness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I get it. I, I do think it's a parallel mm-hmm. to that you feeling. Know, so I started getting this crazy like feeling in my gut when 
they're in the opening scene. They're showing her racing in the video game and Ralph wrecks her a new trail Mm -hmm. that she can go off and race on a new racing trail. And then, so she decides to do it and she starts taking over the controller Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of turbo. Oh, like it was scaring me because I was like, whoa, it's showing that she's becoming turbo. And because that's what it looked like. And she was totally like and the girl was freaking out like, what's going on with these this wheel and it breaks the wheel. And so it's a really important, you know, catalyst because it sets Mm -hmm. the the pace forward for where we're going to go and why we need to get there. Because we need to get the wheel. We need to replace the steering wheel for the video game. From eBay. I thought it was eBay spawn. But so I read something on Wikipedia that I don't know if I believe. It said that no companies were approached that were in this movie except for Disney because they are Disney. I know. (laughs) Let's approach ourselves. Right, right, right. It's, it said that in the, in the sentence, like except for Disney, but like it's yourself. Yeah. So they just put all that in there without any consultation. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. I I don't don't know either. I'm confused. So I, this is the, the part to talk about brand integration. Okay. And how that's become a thing because now, now I'm more confused because it's like, so it's not eBay spawn. According to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia. Then what is it? <laughs> I mean, does Disney maybe have a stake in eBay? Uh, probably. <laughs> that's, that's how they got around it. Probably they own everything. Shown. I mean, that's no, definitely how like so the whole Disney part I, I, worked. Well, yeah, obviously. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't Amazon instead of eBay. Right. I'm surprised the search well, I, bar wasn't yeah. Google. Right. Well, I'm. Yeah, because all they did for Google was they just showed the its tower. building, the tower, I mean, it was and important. the Gmail little carts at mm-hmm. one point. So mm-hmm. that was really the only nod to Google that we yeah. ever got. They used Amazon was barely, it was like in a background yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's it kind of, YouTube wasn't the thing they used. So they combined BuzzFeed yeah, with and YouTube. YouTube. And in order to work but around it. they did it, show YouTube there. They did. They, they, they did. They did. It was like a big shot of like in in the establishing shots of the world. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing a yeah. small sliver of it, too. In that. Um, but it didn't become like the, the YouTube of the world. Exactly. Of that world. And they needed they pop in order to really again, I don't know how they got around it with eBay. They yeah. must have some kind of stake in it. Otherwise, they why wouldn't they, like you said, choose Amazon or some like make up one like bus tube right it's funny they didn't even reference anything like craigslist really oh yeah (laughs) i mean there's the spam right well that's (laughs) that's another thing with pop-ups it's like it's so hard because they're always like dirty yeah (laughs) they can't do that yeah exactly you know (laughs) Uh, oh man that's hard it's hard to make an internet movie without anything (sighs) so i think that was really interesting that they chose ebay and I mean, it's very curious if they did not have any actual formal sponsorship. Uh, but it's eBay, a very important to the plot. It, it's critical. Like they're trying it's to the get main to eBay. One. Exactly. It's the main one. Yeah. And they. I feel like they come back to that brand the most, no matter what. They say it the most. Yeah. And it felt like it was a way to validate eBay's right. existence. Exactly. To say that, like, hey, look, it still serves a purpose. Yeah. And whereas <laughs> eBay, I think, in some sense, has fallen out of the consciousness of yeah, most people. Yeah, it's very 2000s. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it happened to still be one of the uh, main ones that survived. And right. it totally felt like this was a uh, argument for why eBay should exist. 
Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. It was very weird. I want to make... Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to make a note about when they get into the eBay dock and they're going in for the first time to find the item. The first time we see... What was the Spam's name? Spam? Spamly. Spamly. <laughs> <laughs> when we first get introduced to Spamly, I mean, obviously he stands out because he's all green. Yeah. So he's, he looks really scary, gross, disgusting. Well, not really. I think all of the non non-avatars are like a color like the girl oh. her name is yes i don't know why i don't get it um the girl from buzz tube oh um, right she was all blue she was all blue huh. i think those are represent like non people or characters okay maybe like, that's interesting you know okay i mean that's interesting yeah i just thought he was all like green it's to represent like you know garbage right, shady right, right. crook kind of i mean stuff, yeah right? i think so but what was what stood out to me was when they when he first uh, is introduced on screen and trying to get the attention of Ralph as he's walking by, but then he walks on there. They, they stay on that shot for just a little bit longer and show him trying to get another person's attention. And they even wait for him to repeat his line one more time, mm-hmm. even after Ralph has already exited off the screen. And I think normally you would just expect a cut after Ralph breaks off. But since they stayed on him and had him say one more line, to me it indicated that that character is more likely to come back. So it's an interesting That's gesture. Very specific. It's very specific. <laughs> but anyways, so I just wanted to note that because if you're ever watching anything and you're like, you know, does that matter? Does yeah. that matter or not? It, it It's in there for a reason usually. Yeah, everything's in there for a reason. That's yeah. why people don't sneeze or cough mm. or have sex without it. Right becoming something yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah and then obviously he ends up coming back and so it's important that we gave some attention to him uh, in that establishment so they go on to try to (laughs) bid and they totally miss the mark and it's so funny how they're like oh money twenty seven thousand one dollars and then so ebay's real nice gives them a 24-hour window yeah it's a very clever (gasps) it's a clever world I actually bid on something on eBay before. I have too. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. It is. And it was expensive. Yeah, so was mine. Oh my god. Mine was like a fourteen hundred dollar bid. Fourteen hundred? Okay. Mine was like eight hundred. Oh, that's still <laughs> expensive. Yeah. What was it for? Books. <laughs> Books? Get out, girl. Mine was for a book too. A MacBook. Oh wow. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so I was trying to buy a MacBook to replace mine, and I found a pretty good deal, but I was learning about, I forget what they call it. It was basically eBay sharking. Oh, uh-huh. Right, where, so... I remember that. Yeah. I remember you were like, a oh, I'm going to get it. I know, because there was like, like two bids on it. Yeah, and I was like, no, you're not, girl. <laughs> and so I remember, like, I was staying on it till 2 a.m. to the last minute yeah, yeah. of the bid, and I was like, oh, it's like a minute left, and I've got the highest bid. Mm. And then in the last 60 seconds, it just, like, somebody else obviously was yeah spying on it and spying. just... Psh, 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 kept one-upping me in the last 60 seconds and it was just really it was really scary intense and like all of a sudden it went up by like three hundred dollars in that last second because i kept raising him but he ended up winning probably Mm -hmm. for the better yeah no mine was for (laughs) it was when i was very young i was probably like (laughs) disclaimer i wasn't i wasn't bidding like i was bidding with my mom's permission whoa (laughs) i was like 10 maybe (laughs) 
or yeah, like around 10. So you violated the terms of use. No, I had permission. <laughs> I had mo- the money, I guess. <laughs> and it was for the entire collection of the Babysitter's Club books. <laughs> if only you could see the shocked look on my face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love those books. <laughs> and the library didn't have a lot of them. That is a lot of love. <laughs> there was like hundreds. Well, you found it on eBay. I did. And there you go. I don't know where they are now. <laughs> I could sell them. Ugh. Oh, so another thing I wanted to point out, which I thought was cool, is how Vanellope knew how she needed to get specific in order to find what she needed. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it was just a really funny way to, I think, nod to any older generations of people listening or, or watching the movie to go Be specific exactly yeah. it's like well google is as useful as you can figure out how to make it useful and the more specific you can get the more likely you're to find and narrow down your results <laughs> so it's just an interesting mm-hmm. nod so and that's actually what i was finding throughout the movie is that there were these little cues that were saying this is how you can use the internet for for good and to make it work for you yeah, so I mean, it doesn't you don't have to be afraid of this technology they have to also find the positives because mm-hmm. it's a for kids and absolutely you know it's a dangerous place right and the only few nods to the internet being a negative place is the comments which the comments right. obviously don't show the full extent of what comments usually are, like death threats and all that. I'm surprised they didn't put a death threat or something. That to me is like, you can put that in a way, I don't know. <laughs> but it's a big thing. Yeah. That's probably one of the scariest parts of the internet comments are death threats or physical harmful threats, not just like calling you an asshole. Yeah, it's true. I was kind of surprised that they had put that in there. Like, I wasn't expecting that I to wasn't. be in the movie. I wasn't. Um, and it's a delicate issue. They had to, like, obviously filter it out pretty well. But, mm-hmm. I mean, at least they touched on it. That was the only reference. And then uh, the D- the dark web, which I was surprised they referenced because that's kind of, like, a scary real place. <laughs> they referenced the dark web? Yeah, when they get the virus. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like the deep, the dark net or whatever, oh, which is like yeah. where you sell organs and so the that voice kind of, of that worm was uh, Alfred Molina, and I love him. He's a great oh, actor. He's the guy from Spider Man. Exactly. He played Doc Ock. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Octopus. Right. But yeah, he's a great actor. I love him so much, and mm-hmm. it's so funny how he gets. He he he's a really charming actor, but he always gets kind of the villainous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> characters well i was surprised they referenced the deep web yeah because and the virus is scary the way that it works yeah 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 viruses are another negative part they kind of they touch on for sure Mm -hmm. as like a big conflict yeah those are the only few negatives yeah they show they can show they show they i feel like there's a slight nod to reddit in the groot scene because it's a groot ask me anything which Uh, is a reddit thing oh really I didn't know that. Yeah, like sometimes people that are famous or something, they'll do an official AMA on Reddit. Oh, and I people, have heard of that. Yeah, yeah. people put it's in questions. Like a one-hour window or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of a nod to it. And wasn't he like just saying the same thing over and over? Yeah, because that's all that character says. I think. Oh, interesting. Baby, <laughs> baby Groot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So there's Groot, and that scene was also where Stan Lee cameoed. 
which was really sad. That's why the whole theater was like, like reacted audibly. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. He's like, he turned around and he was a little avatar, like one of the people avatars that looked like Stanley. And he turned around and the, the whole audience gasped. was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was at least another moment, too, where I was unsure why everybody was <laughs> gasping the way they were. But I can't remember what it was. I think it was that. It may have been that. That was the, mo- the, the loudest. The loudest one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect that in mm-hmm. in this movie. Like I would expect there there's a few coming up in like the Avengers one or, or right. the n- next Spider Man one or something. Hmm. But you expect his cameos in those because he always cameos. I mean, this is the movie that references everything. So <laughs> I guess yeah. So that's why. But so, do you have any other notes on there? I do. There was a reference to King Kong. Where climbing oh, what the Google Tower? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah very obvious (laughs) it was very obvious uh because he has the girl and the hand and which is very disturbing the whole ralph that's made up of crawling it's very like insect like and gross like insect infestation yeah those feelings of disturbed those are the same feelings you get I mean, it was kind of gross looking and how they're just like the bodies of yeah, Ralph. Yeah, and they're like, moving. Ugh. <laughs> it was weird. freaking me out because it was hard to focus because they were so creepy. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like that. I have like how Ralph becomes a YouTuber is kind of an important So that's like a re- that's an important thing one. that's relevant because nowadays sort of like I've heard that the most popular career choice that kids always say now is a YouTuber when they want to grow up. You es know? una lastima. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who can blame them though? Wouldn't I mean, I, you? I blame Google. No, I, I'm saying you can't blame the kids. Yeah, yeah. You, you, can blame, you, don't, you can't blame Google. You have to blame humanity. Mm-hmm. Idolizing celebrities. Mm-hmm. And brands taking advantage. And Google paying them. Yeah. Like people wouldn't do it if Google didn't pay them. Yeah. So I, I, I think, think some would, but you wouldn't get like half of the YouTuber culture out there. I think this, this movie was perpetuating that a little bit because he made 27000 No, that was the he whole ma- thing. Right. right. He, he made $30,000. like we can monetize your fame. Right. But it, it also showed the very like horrible uh, like stakes that you have to go through. And, uh, kind of. I mean... I mean, he was like shoving his video into people's faces so that they would go like it. That's true. Yeah. That's the part that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's like how he was still short a few. Right. And so he had to continue to. I mean, like it showed a whole strategy of them even trying to uh, blast it down as many avenues and channels as they could. That's true. They did show that. But I don't know if kids will walk away with that lesson. Yeah. I don't know if they're... I don't think they're going to read it that deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they showed the comments, which is sort of like side effect. Hmm. But I don't know yeah. if it's enough. This is an interesting like you know podcast for us to try to do because I think that it's going to be... Like a way that a kid is going to watch this movie is going to be totally different than an adult. Yeah, true. Um, hmm. Yeah, they don't, they don't see all that. They see just that... You can make money. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I think that's kind of what I'm most fearful about is that this movie's main market is, you know, toddlers and children, and they're blasting these major brand names right in their faces. That's and the scary thing about, 
Yeah, brand integration. And yeah, it's weird. It's, they're part of a plot and then they're not even spawned there. Right. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> and can a kid really comprehend eBay? I mean, I guess they kind of can. I mean, they can when they show how it works in a kid-friendly way, which they did yeah. here with like everything. In my opinion, eBay is like anything but kid-friendly. <laughs> well, it's kind of kid-friendly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's colorful. It's not that big a deal. It's just, and they're also growing up where they have access to this stuff. Yeah, I get so that. It's, it's different from us that didn't. <sighs> so crazy. <laughs> I did not grow up in this world. We should interview a kid. I know. <laughs> you know any kids? <laughs> not off the top of my head. Me neither. <laughs> not at all. They took the YouTuber thing and made fun of a lot of trends with it. Mm-hmm. Through it. Mm-hmm. Unboxings and ASMRs and makeup and everything. You know, that's mm-hmm. referencing YouTube. I find it interesting. I was going to ask, what was the first oh, video um, that uh, Ralph made? The leaf blower. <laughs> Which there was a RuPaul's Drag Race mini challenge where they did that. Oh, I totally missed that phase of <laughs> social media life. You know, but uh, uh, I was yeah. going to say it'd be interesting to see a, a, a YouTuber's reaction to the way they depict this buzz tube and having the character of the algorithm because the YouTube algorithm has been like a hot topic the past couple years because... So many YouTubers have gotten demonetized for no reason or like there's just issues where their video doesn't show up. Basically, the YouTube algorithm favors certain videos to push. So kind of like how she was pushing Ralph's. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's very similar in the real world. But instead of Ralph, it's like Jake Paul, you know, (laughs) or, you know, stupid people or stupid things or big corporations. And YouTubers that get millions of views, like Shane, who's like very non um, brand friendly, Mm -hmm. don't get like ever on the trending page or on anything. And whenever the YouTubers contact YouTube or anything, they'll they'll just be like, oh, the algorithm, the algorithm, like (laughs) that it's the algorithm. Like they don't they don't give anything more than that. So it's just funny that they had a character that was the algorithm (laughs) and I feel like YouTubers would not be happy to see that. Is social media just a big math experiment? Um, no. <laughs> it's not trying to take our socialization and mathematically. I mean, yeah, there's, it. there's definitely some. It's like quantifying social status, yeah, or social interaction, but it's dangerous. Uh, clearly. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I, I, do you think that all of this? If this era that we've constructed and been part of for the past decade will ever implode or fall out of favor for a new phase. We are seeing, I think some of this transparency and authenticity phase has to do with that. And like people maybe opening up about mental health or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sort of. It's a thing. But I don't know if it'll ever like completely. It won't go away. I don't think. Hmm. And it's just going to be part of our lives. Like you said, the internet will just become part of our lives without being a big deal. I mean, I I like to think so. I also like to think that we are in just a phase of many people being fascinated by the possibilities of the internet. And I think that eventually these possibilities are going to become standard and regular to the point that we don't become so 
hooked, I would say, into the internet world and more it becomes more balanced between mm. internet world I and just real think world. It's so like making money on the internet is still too enticing for people to not follow that. Hmm. You know? Because yeah. it's fun. It's a fun job. Yeah. It's still unregulated and all, too. And kids just wanna like unbox things and, you know, make slime. Right. <laughs> they didn't reference slime that I saw. Which is surprising because kids love slime. <laughs> we haven't talked about uh, the the game Slaughter Race and how it's. I I think and I did see somewhere also that it's referencing Grand Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. That's what I got when I watched it. It feels very that. Yeah, it makes sense. No rules and cars. And kind of the <laughs> way that it looks. And also in its popularity, like it's super popular, right? right, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I mean, there no was rules. some Fortnite. And there's like the gangness, or, at, at no. gang aspect of it. There was Fortnite references. And I think that's when there was another gasp in the audience. Oh, I don't remember it. I think there was a Fortnite reference. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's Something cool. About, oh, they showed the, the bus. Like the. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Or not the bus, but they showed like gameplay video of Fortnite happening yeah oh the bus going over interesting yeah. i totally don't remember but that's cool i think the audience is like <gasps> and also he flossed mm. he did the, the dance not the, oh right yeah that, well that, that i can expect but that yeah. dance well so slaughter race is interesting because it's a total 180 contrast to the sugar, sugar rush, rush that i i don't understand why she likes it though i mean it's her personality but it's which like, is rebellious and weird. It's so not, ugly there. Yeah. Well, if well, the, what sold it for me was her clothes because there's this moment where mm. she's talking with the head chick in Shank. Slaughter Race Girl, <laughs> Shank, right? And she is talking with her. They're talking about how you know Penelope is saying this is. I feel so at home here. And when I was looking at her clothes as her, she was saying that and comparing it to the clothes of Shank, and it just all fit together like it made sense and her attire is what communicated to me that this is the world that she should be in but yeah i mean besides it that it just feels very like this is too much girl yeah like if i was her friend i'd be like maybe is this too much this is dangerous and it's also right and it's also in, but she could handle it she's she's like as good as shank yeah i know but it's a dangerous she's like sugar rush is too basic and yeah i know easy. but she you needs know, more challenge i think she's like you know when middle-aged men get like a motorcycle i think it's kind of <laughs> like that it's like too <laughs> that's much funny. it's dangerous that's fun i mean not for her though because she's a pro she has the glitch yeah i know but I, what she's it, little what's more she can get right. like thrown well, or something no i'm saying out of the car she can yeah. get hurt uh, i mean yeah this happens in grand theft auto exactly <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> but it's a video game you just restart <laughs> you just wake up in the hospital and go back again oh my god oh uh, <laughs> wasted yeah i just don't cut. i don't get i don't get it well what i didn't get was that like with ralph when he left his video game what brought him back was the guilt of leaving everybody behind in the video game and saying oh well for him to gain he everybody else would have to lose in his video game and so he comes back but with vanellope she doesn't care about her video game partners well, or but coming back per se she's not vital to the game R- yeah because there's enough racers i guess so right so she's not enough like a yeah yeah she's part. not like the flag person or something i'll go ahead and take this opportunity to say that i'm glad that this 
uh, whole like her genre of video game is helping highlight the awesomeness of racing video games. Oh my God. We, you and I debated about this off the air a week ago or so. Yeah. And I was, I'm of the impression that racing video games are not as popular as they should be. And that's just because I don't think that there have been that many good titles for racing games that have come out in the but last I few years. But I was like, what about Mario Kart? Which well, is the I think only Mario Kart is the, the one, one exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But and that we, one have, has we have Diddy Kong Racing. Girl, who plays Diddy Kong Racing? Hey, it's a good one. I'm not saying it's not good. <laughs> I'm asking who plays I it. I don't remember. But um, <laughs> there's, um, we saw it, we saw it Best Buy just to prove it to him. I was, I was looking. There was like a SpongeBob racing. These are all licensed, <laughs> cheesy cartoon <laughs> racing games. I'm talking about souped up slaughter race car racing. Whoa, you have Grand Theft Auto. Go play that. <sighs> Maybe that, you know, that's an interesting concept. Maybe that is, but it's still not the same. Like, so my issue is that I, when I was a teen, I mm-hmm. fell in love with the Need for Speed video games. Oh. And the Need for Speed games were so awesome. And I loved how you could actually, you know, when you look back, they weren't all that awesome, but they were customizable. Like you had customizable cars and that was what made it fun. It was kind of an RPG for racing. Mm -hmm. And I still just love racing. It was really, really great. And uh, I just don't think that racing, I think it's, I just don't think it's a popular genre that it should be as popular as it should be. So I appreciate that. One of the main characters in this movie is is a racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. Well, do you have anything else to share? There's no main antagonist. And it's one of the few Disney movies. Very interesting. (laughs) Right? I mean, yeah. So they have a really strong goal. They commit to it. We even get our second conflict, which is, I mean, like the antagonist is like the virus. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Which they never even actually destroy. But Ralph put it there. It's true. So it's kind of like, you know. It's all Ralph's fault. Yeah. So the chain, the causal chain is very succinct here. It's very strong, just like in Wreck-It Ralph, mm-hmm. the causal chain. And that's what, again, I'm going to go back to what's making all these movies work so well for me, like Wreck-It Ralph, like Frozen, is that the causal chain is very strong and realistic. So I think that's why I like these movies so much. And we also get our second conflict where, uh, okay, yes, they get the, they're able to raise enough money to get the, uh, eBay steering wheel, but now they have the new bigger problem, which is destroying the virus that Wreck-It Ralph brought in to begin with. So (laughs) that's that, but you're right. There's no central antagonist and the antagonist is yourself right it's yeah. like it's your own um it's your insecurities that's exactly right it, yeah. it's kind of what what happens from those insecurities who how we affect the people around us the people that we love through those insecurities and so it's kind of like this nice call to recognizing our insecurities more and maybe yeah. addressing them and not letting them fester up as much or just like talking to somebody about them it's it's very on trend this year mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason i saw the antagonist thing is because i saw some previous concepts for this the script had a main antagonist the way Mm. the first one did i guess but they went away from that which is kind of different it is uh different right the internet the antagonist (laughs) Uh, no it's the setting right but it i mean this is a this is a grand challenge it's very hard to make a strong movie without an antagonist and uh, i think that you know if anybody's going to do it it's disney they found a way around it and like you like we mentioned at the beginning of the show at the top the relationship is the important development part and the relationship does go through its dips and turns and low points and we come to a nice climax about it 
mm-hmm. resolves. Yeah, and it's kind of symbolizing like long distance friendship and growth. It even felt very like kid goes to college for yeah. me, <laughs> which was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Right? But why is college some grimy old car place? That's what I don't get. Is that how parents see it? I mean, it's just like finding where you belong, finding your people, Ugh, but finding gross. your tribe. Why are her people there? Sorry. I just can't get over it. I don't think you can get over the slaughter part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to be there? I was going to say something about, oh, the Disney princesses, they have their, I know, they have their moment. So the at Disney- the end, at the Disney princesses have their moment in the, you know, I think it, it, they're, it's Disney trying to uh, make up for how Disney princesses have not aged very well in that they're very like... Uh, dependent on the princess uh, uh, prince uh, on uh, the prince yeah or, or the king or the man yeah and who is usually well never mind yeah and disney and the modern disney princess movies have very much tried to make up for this but you have these older princesses that don't, haven't had their moment to like make up for being less empowered <laughs> you mm-hmm. know so i think it's just disney trying to damage make, control yeah like make reparations for <laughs> yeah and let's let Vanellope von Schweetz be the poster child for that. I guess. And it's just funny that it's cool. They had their moment at the end where they worked together and right. saved Ralph in a cute way. And it was like the well, it empowerment showed, yeah. moment. And it's like what they do best is saving the man. Right. Remember they make a nod to that. What do you mean? They're like, oh, let's let's save the man. That's what we do the best. They said, said something about saving the man. It's like a man. There's a man in trouble. Right. We must save him. Right. Exactly. I don't remember the exact okay. line, yeah. but it, it's cute. It's a it role reversal and mm-hmm. it's definitely them making up for things, but it's it's cute. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to see it. Most of the Disney princesses are their uh, original voices, except for the super old ones that are either dead or retired. Well, that's uh, <laughs> like right. Ariel's voice is super recognizable to me. Uh. And I think we're having that one. I, I thought it was interesting that she was very prominently featured because we're getting a little mermaid live action sometime soon Um, not soon soon lion king first but sometime and then (laughs) aladdin (laughs) all right they'll be done was jasmine yeah jasmine was there yeah was amy adams no in i don't think she's an official on the roster right but i thought i saw her as one of the princesses no i thought i saw her no why would she be there because she's a princess from enchanted yeah but she wasn't there I thought I saw her. No. Okay. They only had the official. They're so, they all blend in. I get so confused. <laughs> yeah, no, they had they had all of them, the official ones. And I liked how uh, in order to wake Ralph up, they were, uh, you know, that princess was about to kiss him and then she pulls up the frog at the yeah. end and then he's like, Frogger, come on. Uh, right, right. <laughs> That's like super joked in. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> well, so final thoughts and impressions? It's the first movie to have internet in the title. It's the first movie first, to have... First major studio film. Oh, to have internet in the title. You That's know, cool. I think the cure for having these silly sequel titles, which we've talked about a little bit, how it's funny like it'll be whatever two and then some cheesy Uh subtitle you need to have your first one have a subtitle like harry potter and the sorcerer's stone harry potter and Mm -hmm. you need that because if the first one's just harry potter then forever it'll seem that's a really amazing point very (laughs) valid and i like it a lot it's true well because well i think like the reason why you can't always do that is because 
movie making business is a well, big very, risk yeah, and, and they can't like, guarantee that this is actually going to uh, be a franchise. They yeah. just want to see if the concept is going to work to begin with. I know. I know. I wish I wish it could be different. Like Scott Pilgrim in the world of tomorrow. I thought it was versus the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of like Sky Captain or something. <laughs> the world of tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's one of them. Oh, that's like, like a CGI movie. Princess- it's like Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow or something. Oh, Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement. Oh, God. Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Oh. Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. Oh. <laughs> White Chicks 2? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's so funny. We need to, like, get a collection right? of all of They're them. They're always, like, funny out of context. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. <laughs> Is that it? I think so. No way. I'm pretty sure. No. I'm pretty I'm here trolling. <laughs> and Die Hard 3, Die with a Vengeance. No way. I swear. This makes no sense. I swear. No, no, no. I can't. Like, <laughs> Fast and Furious. Well. Fast and Furious, sir. No, no, no. It was the, the second one was Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, no. Oh, Step Up to the Streets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Fa- a Fast and Furious Three was a uh, Tokyo Drift. Oh, that yeah. see, that's a cool. See, that's the thing. It can be cool if it's like short, I like, short and sweet. I like it. By the time they get to the seventh one, it's uh, Furious Seven. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's funny to me out of context, and I feel like it's kind of like a curse. Like nothing is good. Yeah, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it really. Yeah, it's. But I, I think that my point remains true. It's just it's hard for these companies it is, to it is. I get it. predict it. So um, and then if, if you have it in the beginning of a first movie that doesn't already have like a proven audience, yeah. fan audience, then you're running the risk of having a title that's too long for a first audience to wrap their heads around. Yeah. Ugh, why are people so dumb? I agree. You know, I, <laughs> I'm a big fan of long titles. I'm a big fan of short titles, too. I mean, I'm a big fan of clever titles. titles. Yeah. Titles are important. It's. Actually, this was a whole thing that Shrek forever after. Yeah, let's not get into Shrek. <laughs> Shrek the third. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least Shrek two is Shrek two. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with the numbers. That's the thing. Why do they have to? I went oh, to yeah. uh, a talk at uh, campus. It was a fine artist. It was an illustrator who was giving a one hour lecture on composition, and the point of the talk was to bridge principles of composition and painting over to the screen and how it works in filmmaking and he made the argument for both fine art as well as uh, movies was that he argued that the title is part of the art it's a choice that the artist has to make and the title whether we like it or not when we know the title it changes how our perception of the work is i agree for better or for worse well when when you have something confusing it can help you mm-hmm. a lot because it's like yeah exactly it can put people in the right area at least to be thinking exactly you know like if you put technology it's like oh so yeah i, I think i agree it's very important so it was something that but, I, it's like i knew subconsciously but i had never heard it but sequel titles are kind of like a weird space of like weirdness i think to me very weird it's something we've noticed in recent months well speaking of in recent months i have enjoyed recording haiki book club with you (laughs) and this has been a a very fun episode to to do and to talk about ralph breaks the internet do you have any final comments we can get it yeah definitely Mm -hmm. 
This one's going to be hard for it's me to hard. grade. I'm going to go out on a limb. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to do B+. Plus. Me too. Okay. Because it's it's not an A territory for me. It is safe, kind of. It, the internet is hard to tackle. It is. I, they did well for... And I thought they could have taken a couple of like bigger risks with it. Even that's not to say what they showed us wasn't clever because it was. Yeah. And I think to date, especially, I mean, all we really have is the emoji movie to compare it to and maybe some black mirror episodes, but I think that, <laughs> uh, who have tried to tackle the issue of the internet. And I, this has been the best example in my opinion so far, at least that's directly relatable. Uh, but they're, you know, they still kept it safe in the kid realm. I mean, you know, it'd be fun to see an adult version of this. I mean, I think that's kind of what Sausage Party was about. Oh, but with food. <laughs> yeah, but with food. Yeah. Right? That's uh, true. Which Sausage Party is actually a good movie, but... What? <laughs> You're the first person I've heard love really? it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't say I love it, but... Maybe we should cover it. We really should. I never, I never saw it. I mean, it, it it surprised me. It was one of those... I remember I had like randomly just... Because it was available to stream and I just started watching it and right. I didn't expect it to hold my attention but it's actually really clever really funny and okay. it doesn't get too raunchy to be like really that's right. what I thought I feel like Me I had too. heard it was gonna be too raunchy or it was too raunchy right I mean that's what I think I would expect but no I mean but it's it's raunchy where like it knows it and it doesn't go overboard with it Good. in my opinion and it still stays we'll clever enough yeah so anyway <laughs> yeah. um and, you know, they bring in the things like Internet and social media a little bit. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I'd love to see an adult version that can tackle the full Internet. Yeah. The scope and breadth of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we that's not the emoji. Movie. We have a whole Reddit, a whole Craigslist aspect oh, of it yeah. to get into that. Hey, Reddit's a good place. Honestly, I've yeah. learned I'm a recent Redditor. So it was actually I learned my friend uh, Paul Smolin is the doctor in Houston. He well, because <laughs> I asked him uh, recently, I was like, what do you like? What's your social media of choice? And he's like, honestly, I stay a lot on Reddit these days. It's it's a, the only place where you can have long, thoughtful conversations about niche things. There's too much stuff out there that your friends aren't going to watch every single thing you are or experience yeah. everything. So it's like you have no one to discuss the meaning of it, you know? I think Reddit needs to be careful. I hope that they can just maintain and coast and not like ex over expand too quickly, oh, which no. what they've clearly been really very very diligent about and good and it's maintained a yeah. very i think it's reputable brand it's been long enough that i think it's proven that it's staying yeah as it is because there's ads on it and stuff so it's not like right not making any money right exactly um so i think i think it's fine i think okay. i think reddit has standed the test of time good cool yeah. Yeah. It's a popular like a lot. I've been hearing a lot more radio discussions about it, mm. um, talking about, you know, because I think every other social media platform has some criticism in some form or another. Yeah. Well, people always think of Reddit as like a place of trolls. And I did, too, before this and like computer geek types that oh. are trolly or uh, sexist or something. But it just depends what community you're in yeah. in Reddit. Like. And it has a strong self-governance yeah. system, right? And Mods it's a lot, and right? That, yeah, and a lot, plenty of good people out there, good-willed people that Moderate keep the it. peace. Exactly. Yeah, it just depends which like fandom you, or subreddit mm -hmm. you're in, and it's totally different from one to another. What I love about Reddit is it's so thorough, and anybody who comments is like so precise, right? And they like yeah. really lay out 
great advice. It's advice or just commentary on anything. Right. And Um, you can see based on the responses of somebody's advice, whether or not that advice actually worked or not. Um, So it's real cool. Well, anyway, yeah. So (laughs) B plus is what the Mm -hmm. final verdict here is on Heike Book Club. And if you want to hear about what we're doing next week or just shout out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can reach us at the usual channels at Heike Book Club. We're approachable on Twitter and Instagram. And we also have an email where if you want to send us any suggestions for improvements uh, or let us know uh, what you think, you can send us a message at highkeepbookclub at gmail.com. And then also, if you don't mind giving us a review, you know, we it goes a long way. It's just a little bit. One click, one star to five star, whatever you think. No, just <laughs> no, five just four or five stars. Not yeah. even four stars. <laughs> no, it doesn't help. We're looking for five star reviews here, guys. Only, please. Um, I know. <laughs> Keep and your we're one not... star reviews to Gmail. We're exactly. Just tell us. Yeah, be a good neighbor, <laughs> and just knock before you call the authorities. Whoa, that's it's valid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've always been told by adults. That's a good advice honestly yeah and it's just i mean that's how the real world works because whenever scary. you copyright infringe Con- they'll oh. always send a cease and desist before they sue you and that's like the good faith principle right right right, right. makes sense yeah well because it's like you're giving the person the option to like stop, stop what they're their doing ways yeah if so give us the option before you go and ruin <laughs> our reputation completely yeah this has been a lovely time with you and we hope that everybody listening enjoyed themselves <laughs> and we'll uh we'll, we'll send out a notice of what we'll cover next week it Maybe is probably hunger games a jennifer lawrence classic <laughs> not american hustle. featuring woody harrelson right not american hustle yeah oh right <laughs> right <laughs> or whatever else she did Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah. I never, saw I never seen like any for of the her longest, Oscar movies. I know. Like, for the longest, I thought that she won the Best Actress for that. Oh, she didn't? I mean... I don't remember. Maybe she didn't. Maybe... I mean, maybe she did. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was from Winter's Bone, but maybe she won too. I don't know. She's won a lot, I'm I think. Out. I'm lost. <laughs> I remember that's a book I thought... Or a movie I thought was overrated, so I need to rewatch it. But anyway, so you'll be hearing from us. Mm-hmm.